Welcome the founder and host of BuddyCast, Nick Sorensen. Twas the night before Valentine's Day and all through the house, BuddyCast was streaming all about. Welcome, buddies, to another episode of everybody's favorite show, BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen, and joining me today is a very special buddy. If you've ever been to Erie, Pennsylvania... Lawrence Park area, you you know where I'm talking about. The Lawrence Park Diner. If you've ever eaten there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But we're fortunate enough tonight to have the new owner, Don, right here as one of our buddies on the show. How are you doing tonight, Don? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you. I'm glad we finally got to work this out. You know, I've been wanting to talk to you on the show for a long time, and I'm glad we found the opportunity. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. So, Don, the Lawrence Park Diner is a very historic place. Could you give us some history behind it? Can you tell us a little bit about that? So the diner was brought to Erie from a place in New Jersey. Um, Patterson is the manufacturer. It's a Silk City Diner. Um, and it's some of the original prefab, before prefab houses, it was the prefab diner. And it was brought to Lawrence Park in late 1947 And they set it in the lot that's actually next to the diner and they built the foundation. So there is a foundation under the diner. And then when it was finished, they slid it right onto the foundation. Um, The original owners, the Curtises, they started working out of the diner before it was even on the foundation. And it was originally purchased to service uh, the workforce at GE that is now Webtech. So it's been, this is our 75th year anniversary I have not been there 75 years, but (laughs) it's our 75th year anniversary this year um, of servicing Lawrence Park and uh, WebTech and beyond. Brilliant. So what inspired you to take ownership? What inspired you to become the recent owner? Well, um, my parents were uh, married in 1963 and they moved from Pittsburgh to Cleveland And they lived with my aunt and uncle in a one-bedroom apartment. And they went to college at night. They worked full-time jobs during the day. And my dad on Friday nights would take my mom over to the diner that was across from their apartment. And they would share a burger and fries and a milkshake or a strawberry shortcake, um, depending on what the special was, to save money. But my dad always took my mom out on dates. And he thought that was really important. Um, And then fast forward to when I was 14, my dad would take me to diners. My dad loved cars. So we would go to all the car shows. We would try different diners. And he, he, I was 14 at the time. He would always say, Don, I want to own a diner someday and I'll cook the food and you can deliver it on roller skates. And at 14, I was like, heck yeah, dad, let's do that. Um, So both my parents are now gone. And um, 
a friend of mine was like, Hey, maybe, maybe you should buy that diner. And I bought that diner. <laughs> so nice. that's kind of how, how the whole idea came about. I mean, I, I did have a career prior to the diner. Um, and I still have that career, but I, I am juggling and balancing both. Mm -hmm. What's it been like since you've taken ownership? Uh, hectic, stressful, um, exciting. It, it's a, it's a, every day is a, an adventure. Um, it's, it's consistent, but it's not consistent type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot, like I started working in restaurants when I was, you know, 15, I had my first serving job and, you know, it's what I did through college. And, you know, after my divorce, I worked in, I bartended, um, so I've been in every aspect from back of the house to the front of the house um, in a restaurant, but I'd never been in management. There is definitely a lot that goes into it. And I'm lucky to have the team that I do that have that know what they're doing there. Um, while I kind of learn the ropes, we're a year into this now. I kind of feel like I, I got it down. So if somebody, you know, gets sick or somebody's kids get sick, I feel like we'd have to have breakfast all day because that's the only thing I know how to cook on the grill. But, um, Greek <laughs> no arguments <too>. there. <laughs> um, but I feel like I wouldn't stand in panic. And so it's, uh, it's been an adventure. It's, it's been with the economy, the way it's been and food costs going up, we are really striving to keep our, our, our costs. Well, our, our menu prices, we are trying mm -hmm. to keep um, the same as they've been. I have not raised my menu prices. Um, I've got a lot of folks telling me, Don, it's really time to raise those prices, but I don't want to do that. Um, mm. And it's, it's, it's not, I'm not worried about cutting into profit margin as long as the customers can still get full and an affordable breakfast and pie mm -hmm. or lunch. Yeah. That, brings, that right there brings up, two follow-up questions I want to ask you real quick. The first one is, have you seen an impact from the recent inflation from everything that's going on? Like, has it been impacting business or so? And uh, I don't know if it's been impacting business per se. When I purchased the diner last March, eggs were $22 for 15 dozen. Um, the highest they've gotten and eggs are obviously our most important ingredient mm -hmm. um, that we use at the diner. Um, at the height of this egg thing, um, they were $86 for 15 dozen. Wow. Yes. I recently found out um, our eggs are actually cheaper than McDonald's. Wow. Yeah. Our egg Ooh. prices to the consumer. Mm -hmm. I was like, whoa, that's mind blowing. Yeah, it is. When you say something's cheaper than McDonald's, you know you've hit something there, you know? Yeah. The other follow-up I wanted to ask, on a more lighter subject, you mentioned having a steady crew, having, you know, when you took ownership, you had faith because you knew your crew knew what they were doing. How much does that crew mean to you to this day? They mean a lot to me. Um, we've very much become a little bit of a family. Um, and with any family, there comes, you know, struggles and miscommunications and stuff like that. But um, I worked by myself for the most part in my other career. And so I'm not used to having a team behind me. Um, and it's I'm very independent and do it myself. 
but it, it took me a minute to realize you can't do this all by yourself. You can't, you can't, you need a team. And luckily I inherited a team. So they are paramount to running the diner consistently. Um, they definitely all have their strengths in their areas that they work at. And I am very thankful for them. Um, and it's, it's really like, I'm, I love to work. I would work all day and every day if I could. Um, I, I know no boundaries when it comes to that, but I really try to make sure that I am respecting their boundaries and I, I have kids myself, so I'm very family oriented. Um, my entire team, they all have kids. Something happens, go, we'll figure it out. Um, I really try to make sure that I am respectful of their time, make sure that they are paid definitely what they're worth and encourage them and let them know that they're doing a good job, that I appreciate what they've done. And give also give them creative license. You know, Heather's been there for 15 years. She started working there when she was in high school. And she knows the diner like the back of her hand. And the previous owners are her in-laws. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't want her to have to follow um, like a strict Monday or Tuesdays, we're going to have this soup. Wednesdays, we're going to have this soup. You have to make this pie, this pie, this pie. I want her to make whatever she wants. So she has all creative license. You put it on the grocery list. I will make sure you have those ingredients in there so you can make what you want to make. You want to try something new? Go for it. Let's do it. You never know if it's going to work if you don't try it. Mm -hmm. so, and same with Nick when he's on the grill. If he wants to make a pot roast hash, by golly, let's order some pot roast. Like it's it's whatever they want to do is as long as it tastes good. And I'm I'm all for it. Mm -hmm. Tell my buddy Nick I said hi. So I will. I'll see him mm -hmm. first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. But I like that about your management style. You that's why I like in managers, ones that let their team do what they do. You know, if you have an idea, let's bring it to the table because the worst that happens, it fails, and we just well, we learned our lesson, you know? Yeah. Something like that. It's but you are right. You never know until you try. You never know until you give it a shot that hey, maybe people like this. Like maybe people will like having this soup on Wednesday, you know, rather than well, it's Wednesday again. Let's go get wedding soup at the diner. And then tomorrow they'll have um, tomato soup or something, you know, something well, like, that. like the variety. Yes, exactly. And I love that. <laughs> I love that um, Heather is willing to try new things. Mm -hmm. And I, I love to be able to encourage her and see her succeed in the new things that she's tried. For example, our Silk City cream pie. Um, it is now our signature pie because it is a Silk City Diner. And uh, she worked really hard on perfecting a recipe. And I think what she did was she took like three or four different recipes and she kept trying them and trying them and they weren't coming out right. And she's like, you know what? I'm just going to do this. And, and she made up her own recipe and the pie is phenomenal. Like all of her pies are phenomenal. She makes a new cheesecake every week. Um, this week we had peanut butter and jelly cheesecake. And let me tell you, Ooh. it tasted just like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I was blown away. I was skeptical and I tried it because when she makes a new pie, that's what I have for breakfast. So mm -hmm. I know what it tastes like. I can describe it to the customers and cause I'm there full time now serving and, uh, gotta know what it tastes like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. I know your product in order to sell it. Exactly. But mm -hmm. I'll tell you what. I have, I know you love our Greek omelets. 
Um, I'd never tried Greek sauce until the night I bought the diner. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what would you think? What was your first thought when you tried it? Well, it was a meat sauce. Like, but now, I mean, I'm quite partial to our food. So like I, I can sell that Greek sauce and I can mm -hmm. describe what it tastes like. And Jim is our in-house Greek sauce maker. And he, people have said that they, they're like, did you change the Greek sauce? No, it's the same recipe. Um, it's, they, they think it's better. Wow. Yeah. And Jim does an awesome job making that Greek sauce. Mm -hmm. he, he works really hard and it's always fresh. You know, we go through a lot. So it's not like we're making big vats of it down in the basement and freezing it. No, we make Greek sauce sometimes twice a week. Ooh, that's yeah. awesome. Now you mentioned one of my favorite, um, you know, the Greek omelet. What about, I know this is like asking who's your favorite child. What are some of your favorite menu items? Our burgers. Um, as far as lunch goes, our burgers are phenomenal. And I, I, I'd like to call myself maybe a burger connoisseur because I, mm -hmm. I love hamburgers. Um, our burgers are always fresh. We make them fresh every day. We do not freeze them. And I don't understand what goes on that grill because it's really, the grill is one of the only newer things that are in the diner. It's just a few years old. Um, but they cook those burgers so amazing. And I love my burgers with pickle slaw. So the only menu item that we use our pickle slaw on is our fried bologna sandwich. And I was like, hey, Nick, can you make me a burger and put some pickle slaw on it? Because I love pickles on my burgers. It is phenomenal. But uh, I always tell guests, if they don't know what they want, just say, hey, Nick, hey, Jim, make me your burger. And they will just craft a burger that the customer wants so it's like build a burger um I ask that i'm like does, do they take requests can they say like hey, oh yeah yep it's um it really does depend on who's cooking that day but nick will make a special omelet jim on sunday he made a six egg omelet because this gentleman wanted a six egg omelet because he had just come from the gym he needed his protein i don't understand all that i eat food i don't calculate macros and calories and all that but uh, Jim, this whole big omelet right on the grill. So yes, they do take requests. Nice. I'll have to you get a that. mini omelet. Yeah. So that's and I like the mini omelet because it feels it's the perfect amount. It's the it perfect. Is. It's true. I used to get the regular omelet. I would eat a half and be stuffed. But I'm like, I can't waste this other half. Nick finally said, you know, you can order like a half omelet. I'm like, you told me this now. I've been coming here for like months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's um, the perfect size. When I eat breakfast, that's what I do. I get a I get a half omelet. Mm -hmm. um, I usually get the Mediterranean with sausage added to it. Mm. So spinach, tomatoes, onions, uh, feta cheese, and sausage. Mm -hmm. So that's that's my other favorite menu item. Nice. Now yeah. you've added something new too. You've added this new supper club. Could you tell us yeah. about that? Well. Um, I wanted to, I guess in previous um, times, they've tried to have dinners at the diner and it didn't, it didn't go over so well. And I don't know the reasons why, because I've only heard just a couple things, but I wanted to offer our guests more of an exclusive dinner time, reservation only, 
So um, I love history. I always have. And the 1920s is definitely my favorite era to learn about. It's my favorite style, like when I get dressed up, um, which is rare these days. But um, Prohibition era is definitely the most interesting. And the supper clubs back um, in the 20s were actually speakeasies. So that's why I called it supper club, because it's just not everybody's doing it. And you have to make a reservation. So we had our first one in January. It was a five course meal um, just to kind of try it out, see what happened, see how many reservations we got. We were fully booked. I wasn't expecting to be fully booked, but we were. Um, and everybody had very positive feedback and, and some good constructive criticism. And we were hoping to have one in February. But let me tell you, February got away from us. Um, mm -hmm. We've just, we had restaurant week in the end of January too. So um, I didn't want to burn anybody out by planning a whole nother supper club two weeks after the last one. Mm -hmm. So it, it turned out really well. Um, and the guests all loved it, but it was a mm -hmm. lot of food. Do you think that's going to be a thing going forward still? I would love it to be a thing going forward. Um, we have guests asking when the next one's going to be. And now that... We've got the first one under our belt. Um, we can make the changes and tweak things as needed, and um, we can move forward with it and more streamline. And also, last summer we did have our first car show. Ooh, yeah! Tell so us about that. it was um, it was amazing. I threw it together because it was really important to me to you know you got a classic diner, you got to have classic car shows. That's you know that's how it, it needs to be. And we built that beautiful patio. Um, and let's use it. So we had live music. I put it out there on the internet um, while on Facebook. And I was expecting maybe 10, 11 cars. No, we had 65 cars lined up on Main Street, Lawrence Park. Everybody had a fantastic time. And we weren't expecting that. We made 73 milkshakes that night. I thought the milkshake machine was going to burn out. Yes, it's because it's the original milkshake machine to the diner. Um, poor Nick was up there making burgers like crazy. And it was it was a really good time. Everybody enjoyed the music. Everybody loved looking at everybody's cars. Um, I was not anticipating such a wonderful turnout. So that was really exciting. And we are planning three more for this coming season, car season. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And you mentioned it earlier, you built a new patio right, yeah. right there. So do you think that's going to be a huge asset in the summer and the springtime when Erie starts, you know, Erie's, we're kind of hitting that point now during February at least, but, you know, come like April, May, June, July. Yeah. You know? Well, um, we had it ready last May. We had the concrete poured. And the reason why I did that is because, the the diner is not wheelchair accessible and we don't have to be because we're a historic place we're the only mm -hmm. diner on the pennsylvania historic register um but so there's no way to get like the big wheelchairs up into the diner and that's not fair so um i had a wheelchair ramp done in concrete to get up so during the summer, handicapped guests and dogs um, and anybody who wants to enjoy Erie's beautiful weather in the summer uh, can sit out on the patio. And we uh, got chairs and tables 
Um, and it doubles the capacity of the restaurant. We only have like 36 seats inside. So we added another 36 seats outside. The only problem is, is that I didn't double the size of the grill, um, which is, is okay. But uh, our grill is only three square feet. So mm. we have to definitely, it's a lot of management that goes into making sure that, you know, all the guests are fed in a timely manner and they're not sitting, waiting around um, for food to be cooked. Um, and with that, it was so busy last summer, which is wonderful. Uh, this summer, I anticipate having to hire another server specifically for the outside. I was just about to ask that. You think you're going to be adding more staff with the upcoming season, with the upcoming summer, everything yes, like that? Yes, I absolutely plan to add one more server for the summer. Nice, nice. Where can someone go if they're watching right now and they, they're looking for a summer gig? They're looking for something like... They can like just stop right in the diner um, and grab an application and fill it out. Nice. Absolutely. So we're talking about all these things that you've accomplished. What about your hopes and dreams going forward for the diner? Oh, well, I'd like it to, 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 it, it's, it's hard to, I don't know. I guess I've never really thought about hopes and dreams for the diner. I just want it to stay. I want mm -hmm. it to stay there. Um, I, will gift it to my son when I retire. That is, that is my plan. And it is my hope for him to continue on the diner's legacy. Um, and not just mine, but every owner that came before to honor the diner. And he, he's 13 now. Um, and I did this for a specific reason because um, I worry about him for when he grows up. And I wanted to make sure that he had a place, that he had a spot. Um, my son has um, autism mm. and he, I don't know if college will be right for him. I don't know if the workforce will accept him. Um, but if I build him something and give it to him, then he'll be okay. Mm. And my, that's that's kind of how I feel about it. And he will have a great team around him. Mm. So, I mean, I've got... 30 years before I retire. But um, when he, if it's his, if he wants it and he can start when he's old enough by washing dishes and learning the ropes. And, and then when I retire, it'll be his. So mm -hmm. that's, I guess that's a hope and a dream. Mm -hmm. I yeah. hope nothing about the diner ever changes. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Another follow-up question I have, what does your family think of the diner? Like your immediate family, when you told them, this is what we're going to be doing now. Like, this is my dream. I'm doing this. What were their thoughts? So I guess it depends on what you mean by immediate. Like your like husband, son. Um, my kids are down for anything always. Uh, they have always been right behind me when mom has a crazy idea. They just fall right in line and... They're standing right there with me. Um, and then my my husband, he it actually kind of was his suggestion. He he's like, hey, you know the diner's for sale. And I'm like, what's the Lawrence Park Diner? And um, I looked into it. So it, it kind of was his his idea. Um, and now he comes in because he just got a job at Web Tech. 
So he comes in every day for lunch and it's nice to see him every day. Nice. Nice. He actually poured our concrete too outside. Mm. So um, yeah, but, and my mother-in-law, ironically, she used to work at the diner back in, in the eighties. Um, so she made the soups and pies and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, funny. Yeah. So they, they come in and eat and the kids come in and they love they love the food there too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's always wonderful to have that support system behind, to know you have the family support behind you, that you're not just going this and alone and this alone and having like them say, well, good luck. Let us know if you need anything yeah. or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. My best friend also works at the diner. I, I kind of poached him from his job and brought him in. And um, he's another just valuable asset that, I I couldn't do without. He's super supportive as well. And um, he's, he's, he's a good asset. He's a good part of the team. Yeah. Brilliant. I'm going to change up one of the questions I have for you because we talked about plans and progress, all that. If someone's out there watching and they're not from Erie, Pennsylvania, because we have buddies from all over the area, you know, we have buddies even in different countries and they're hearing about this restaurant what would you advise them? Like, what, how would you sell the diner to them? Like, how would you say, this is why you need to come to the diner for breakfast or lunch? Um, oh boy. I don't know. Um, you, you know, it's, it's a great place. It's a nostalgic 1950s classic diner and you just don't see those anymore, but you know, it may look a little, little weird on the outside and like a little hole in the wall, but I'll tell you what, our food packs a big punch and our customer service is, is pretty decent. Um, I hear that server. She's super sarcastic too. (laughs) Um, we, we treat everybody like family and we're excited to have everybody walk through our doors, anybody and everybody. And, um, you know, you won't leave hungry. And you will leave with a smile on your face. Brilliant. Can you give us a customer impact story, like a time that your service really meant something to someone? Okay. We get a lot of regulars that that come into the diner. Like you, you are technically a regular. Um, But let's, let's talk about Bill. Bill has been coming to the diner since the 60s. And he's a Lawrence Parker. And he comes in every morning. He's um, an Air Force veteran. And he's, you know, I want to say he's almost in his 80s. And he comes in every morning and has his cup of coffee and sits away and reads his book and orders breakfast. He walks with a cane. But, but we expect him to come. And when he does not come, we worry and we check up on him and we make sure that he's okay. And then we have Doug. Doug is a diner staple. He may as well be on the payroll. He has been coming there, I want to say since the 70s, every morning. He's a Navy veteran and he sits right behind the grill at the first stool and drinks his coffee every morning. Comes in sometimes twice. He brings us chocolate chip cookies. Ooh. Yeah. Um, we have, 
oh, just this past weekend, uh, we got a positive review from a diner newcomer family um, that are new to the area. And they have two little kids and they left such an amazing review. The little girl, she wanted, it's, it's eight o'clock in the morning and this little girl wants cheeseburger. And Jim was on the grill and he pulls me aside and he says, if I will cook whatever you put on that ticket. That little girl wants cheeseburger. She can have a cheeseburger. I'll make it happen. And she did not order a cheeseburger. She ended up getting a pancake. Mm. And so they left a really nice positive review and said, you know, it was our first time there. The service was excellent. They welcomed us with open arms. Um, and, and the food was amazing and we will definitely be back. Mm. And that's, that's how a lot of our, our first time customers find us is, you know, they look on TripAdvisor if they're traveling or they Google for best breakfast um, and we pop up and they come in and they come back. So every time we have a couple that comes in from Cincinnati and stays and they make it a point to come twice while they're in town, once for breakfast and once for lunch, not in the same day, but they, they do come twice. So um, I have made it a point to make sure every guest feels like family because you know, the regulars, they are, they are our family. You know, you learn what people are eating um, and then they mess you up when they switch it up on you. But um, you know, you see I them found. coming in, <laughs> you see them come in and, and you're like, Hey, um, nice to see you. Uh, like, Oh, the O'Leary's, the O'Leary's <laughs> live out by me in Northeast. And I know that when they're coming in, he wants a hot cocoa and a small orange juice, and she wants a Diet Coke. So I've got them ready, and and I, as soon as they sit down, as long as I'm, you know, I see them, I have their hot cocoa and their Coke and orange juice ready to go. So, and I never knew how many adults love sprinkles on their hot cocoa until I started putting sprinkles on hot cocoa. That reminds me of the saying, you don't go old, or you don't... Um... Stop playing because you grow old. You grow old because you stop playing. Stop playing. That's so true. Mm -hmm. So our customers are are the number one thing, and mm. they make me so happy mm. to see everybody happy and having a good time and laughing, and it makes me happy. That's brilliant, and you're absolutely right. You know, I walk into the diner and. I know the regular, I see the regulars, they're sitting all the time. They're chatting away, having a good morning, having like putting the good in good morning. Like they're actually, you know, it's not just sitting there reading the paper, more coffee. Yeah, sure. Why not? You know, they're chatting about their day. They're chatting about this. They're chatting about that. And they're just, they're loving it. Yeah. So, and you reminded me of how I found the diner. I literally, like I said, I moved a few blocks away, was taking a walk, was taking a morning walk one day and just thought, you know, I always go past this place. I want to try it out just to see what it's like. The rest is history. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The rest is history. So where can our buddies go to learn more about the Lawrence Park Diner? So I'm still working on our website. Um, I Like I said, I'm super independent and I try to do it all. That is not something I'm going to outsource. Um, I also run our social media um, but right now you can find us on Google and read our reviews. 
Um, or you can go to our Facebook page. I try to post our specials every day. Um, and our news, like if we're having a new soup, I post that. If we have new pie, I post that. Um, I try really hard to be funny in our posts sometimes. Um, yeah. And punny, not just funny. I try to be punny. Like when we had goulash at Halloween. <laughs> um, so I, I try to keep that fun and exciting. The social media, I try to take really good photos of the food. So um, our, our Facebook page right now is the best place to go and find out about the diner if you're too far away to walk yourself in the diner. Um, but we make we want you to come to the diner. So, mm -hmm. but right now that's where you can find out more. Mm -hmm. Hey, you come in as a guest, you leave as a family member. Exactly. And we do have a guest book um, that we encourage everybody to sign. Um, and we've had guests from far away as Germany and Australia, and we had some English, um, Brazil, lots of, lots of different places. So That's yeah, awesome. it's that cool. Awesome. Remind me to sign that next time I come in. Okay. I will. <laughs> awesome. So buddy, I have two more questions for you. I asked this for all my buddies on the show. First off, you're not a guest. You're a buddy. Please know that. The first one is brought to us by my buddy Jonas Kane at hashtag positivity. He wants to know, in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? So being somebody's buddy means that you will listen to them. You will make them feel safe, seen, and heard. That you will support them in their decisions and let them know when they're making a bad decision. And they don't have to take your advice, but know, let them know that you'll be there for them if something bad should happen. Um, I did not have a lot of buddies when I was a teenager. I'm an only child. So like I had an imaginary friend. Um, it is super important to me to make sure that my buddies feel safe, seen, heard, and that they are important to me and that I value them. So that's what being a buddy is to me, to make sure that you are lifting people up and not tearing them down and being a good human to them. Wonderful. I love, love that answer. The final question I have for you today is what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. You ready for this one? Uh oh, yes. For anyone out there who dreams of dreaming what you did and owning a restaurant, whether it's a historical restaurant or whether it's just a restaurant in general, what is your advice to them? Tenacity. You have to have tenacity. You have to be a risk taker. You have to put in the work and the effort and the time and the money and and you just have to make it work. If you want to do it, you can do it. You have to just set your mind to it. And if you fail, then you learn. You learn something because um, it's not really a failure because you can try again. You can always try again. And it's uh, you. It's important to chase that dream. If you want to do it, I support anybody who wants to be a small business owner. I've been doing it for the last almost 10 years and I have never been more happy. So if you want to own a restaurant, you want to do it, 
come up with a plan, do your market research and go for it. There's a lot of resources out there for people who want to own their own. I hate the word entrepreneur. I can't stand that word. It bothers me. Um, who want to own a small business. There are plenty of resources out there for budding business owners. And all you have to do is ask and, and you will be pointed in the right direction. Wonderful. Well, buddy, thank you so much for being a buddy here on BuddyCast. Thank you so much for having me. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to stop into the diner my next visit. You know, I hope this, I hope all of our buddies see this, make the trip to Erie, or if they're in Erie, Pennsylvania, you know, stop by. So Definitely. Yes. Please stop by. We mm -hmm. look forward to having you. Mm -hmm. And I have one favor to ask you before we close out this episode. Sure. Whatever you do today, tomorrow, next week, next month, or even next year, please go be someone's buddy. Yes. <laughs> For all my buddies out there, this is my buddy Don from the Lawrence Park Diner. Please check out the diner. You won't be disappointed. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen. Thank you for joining us on another wonderful episode of BuddyCast. Go be someone's buddy. We'll see you all next time here on everybody's favorite show. When the days are going fast, buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last. Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone fast, buddy, buddy, tune in to BuddyCast. Hey buddies, you thinking of starting your own podcast? Why not use Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast, and here's why. First off, it's free. Secondly, you have creation tools to record and edit right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor distributes for you. You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Fourth, make money with no minimum listenership. And finally, you have everything you need for a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started.